Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us your attention, we need everything you got fast Waiting on reparations, we be the illest podcast Tune in every Thursday, politics and wordplay We fight for the people cause they got us in the worst way From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye From the left enclave to what the neocons say Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation And break us off with some bread cause we waiting on reparations Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, this is Allie Wentworth, host of Go Ask Allie. My listeners want more, so we are digging in. Comedian Amy Schumer. As far as cancel culture goes, I think that the people who are the most afraid and complaining about cancel culture are the ones who are in danger of being canceled and they need to take a look at themselves. I agree with you. You know, I'm not worried about it because I know my intentions and I know that I'm like open to evolving. Listen to Go Ask Allie every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. iHeart3D Audio. This episode of The Office Deep Dive is brought to you in iHeart 3D audio. For maximum effect and fun, headphones are recommended. Hi, I'm Oscar Nunez and I played Oscar Martinez on The Office. 
Hello everyone. Oh, this is a special one. Welcome to this very special episode of The Office Deep Dive. I'm your host, Brian Baumgartner. Now, I don't know if you have noticed, but do I sound a little different to you today? It, it feels like I'm in your head, right? Like, look, I am in your right ear hole, am I not? And now, I am in your left one. Now, don't freak out, guys, okay? I am I am not actually in your head. Today, I am using a very special little device, the Zoom H3 VR audio recorder. I have to tell you, this thing is so fun. It captures 360 degree sound. So we're joining iHeart's 3D audio campaign to try one of these puppies out. And to make it even more fun, I have decided to come to my favorite place on the planet, Torrey Pines Golf Course here in San Diego, California. Now, for you folks who don't know, Torrey Pines will be hosting the 121st US Open this year, June 17th through the 20th. <laughs> I truly cannot wait for that to happen. Um, excuse me, one moment, it is my turn. Nailed it. Anyway, I'm having so much fun here. Uh, I almost forgot I have a job to do. I have to interview today's guest. Not that he's a forgettable guy, no. In fact, I would say today's interview, it is actually unforgettable. For better or worse, you decide that. Uh, it is with my good friend, Oscar Nunez. Now, where to begin about Oscar? Oscar, well, first off, Oscar is truly one of the funniest people I have ever met. Truly, he makes me laugh harder than any person on the planet, which is great, except it's a problem when you're shooting a television show. Yes, he made things very difficult for myself and for Angela to keep it together back in the accountant's corner. He's like a, a comedic chameleon, which is to say he changes shape and tone, comedy styles for whatever fits the exact moment you're in. He is hilarious. So when we're doing these interviews, right, I was very well researched. And the day that we're going to interview Oscar, I ripped up the papers. I just said, this is not going to do us any good today, guys, because what we're going to get is what we're going to get. It's going to be funny, but I don't know if we're going to get any astute observations unless Mr. Nunez is in the mood because he is very difficult to pin down. But I have to tell you, of all of the interviews I did, this was the most fun. I hope you have fun listening to it. But either way, you can sit back now and listen to me working my hardest to get a serious answer out of Oscar Nunez. And now, while you're listening, I'm going to go play some golf. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning Left over from the night before How is it locked? How <laughs> crazy outfit is this? Hi! Hi, how are you? I'm alright. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hi, you guys. Is this it? Is this where I sit? Yeah, that's where you sit. 
you picked it up really well. So it's a podcast, right? It's a cute. It's a. You're an idiot. It's a podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast. Okay. No video. No. Okay. Do you want to be videoed? Nah. Sometimes podcasts or have did, videos. Wait a did you put on? You put on makeup. A base. Stuff? Just a base. Yeah. Oh wait, are we on? Yeah. Because you're speaking in the mic like we're on. We're on. Yeah. Well, there's no action. There's no starting. We will just start like this. Like. Go ahead. It's like uh, Ken Quapas. Like a Mark Maron does that. He just starts in like that. Yeah, that's how. That's how. Yeah. All right. I'm like Mark Maron. Okay. No, we're just chatting. We're just getting to know each other again. Oh, brother. What? Uh, what brings me here? Yeah. What brings you here? Why did you come in? No, I'm being serious. What were you doing before the office started? First of all, you have way too many notes in front of you. You've got like reams of paper, like sheets. I'm you're trying really to keep the paper this. business. I'm you, trying to keep paper as a, you know as a com- hot and commodity. For, and you're taking this seriously and good for you. Good for you. Are your parents would listening? You, would you parents? try? Would you try to take it seriously? I think I would. Yeah, to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all this paper. I've never used this much paper in my life. I know what's on it. What's here's the on thing it? that you have. You have four pages. Why do you need notes? This was, uh, no, no. This was this was Andy Buckley was like 95 pages. Why? I need, How much information mm, do you were on the had, show? He has a lot to offer. In what way? He was the, you know, he was the boss of the show, right? He was he was in charge, which makes him, which makes was, him important. Was he on for the all seasons? No. He wasn't. He came in later. No. It stands to reason that I would have... Uh, you would need more paper for me. I know that was that's the thing. Again. You would think that, but that's not the case. Mm-mm, no, there's only four pages. You know, here. I was drinking a soda and I forgot to bring it in. Can I have one of your? You, uh, by the way, people. He's got 15 people working for him here. There's a booth. It's very professional. Everyone, it's it's lovely. I really, I am taken aback. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you ask before me? the? Oh, what was he doing? Yeah, what I were was, you doing? I was catering, and I was babysitting. You were catering and babysitting. Yes. People let you look after their children. Not at the same time. Yes, they did. Okay. Um, and guess what? He's alive and he's a grown man now and he's fine. So there. You babysat for just one boy. I babysat, no, I babysat for a couple of uh, families, but one particular family, uh, and I'm still friends with all of them and they're wonderful. And I babysat him like for, I swear to God, I think 10, 10 years. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was little. He Were you was, his nanny? He had other people. But I was the fella. Yeah, he had two babysitter women and one guy, and then we would take turns. And you know, his parents would uh, would sometimes call me, sometimes call them. But I, you know, babysat the kid for ten years more or less. So you were catering, you were babysitting, but you were you were working in um, you were working in, <laughs> <laughs> you were working in. Uh... in what? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's like a play, and now I'm walking across the hallway, and I'm stumbling. Oh, oh, I fell. You guys, I'm doing Foley work. This is really sweet. Yeah. This isn't a Foley studio, though. No, and yet. And yet you and do yet, it. And yet it happens. And yet you do it. So you were, babe, but you were, you were trying to be an actor. I mean, you were, sorry, I shouldn't say that. You, well, you were doing improv, too, no, right? No, you're right. I was trying to be an actor. Poor li- You're right. I, no, I was. I was an actor, yes. Were you at Improv Olympic? No, I was in the Groundlings. You were Groundlings. Yes, and I, I was auditioning stuff, but 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 my day jobs were catering and babysitting. I had to do other things to support myself. Jobs were coming in here and there, guest spots, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. When you got the audition for The Office, had you watched the British version? Oh, yes. Yes. And loved it. Thought it was great. Ricky Gervais is very funny. 
Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, I thought we'll do the pilot and that'll be it. We'll do the pilot. I wasn't that excited. I'm like, we'll mess it up. Us being America. I'm like, oh, they're not going to do it right. They're not going to leave those long, awkward pauses. They're not going to go for the awkwardness. You know, the long, it's just not going to happen. So I was, I was happy. I was excited. I got the pilot, but I was like, I'm not going to quit my day job. Also at that time, you remember, I'm sure the people know by now, because we've been off the air since 62. So we've gone over this. When we were all cast, the lead wasn't cast yet. They were looking at, uh, am I right? Uh, ben, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. My buddy, Damon Jones. Andy Richter. Andy Richter came in. And who else? Um, There's a fourth guy that I always forget. But all these four men are lovely, ladies and gentlemen. And Damon's a personal friend of mine from the Groundlings. They're all lovely. And I still thought, okay, that's fine. But then Steve was working on something and it fell through and he became available. And when they said Steve Carell is going to be the lead, I, I thought, wow, this is now this is special. This is like something's happening here. Because I was such a huge fan of his from Anchorman and all that, but I really thought uh, I loved The Daily Show when John Stewart was on. But I used to love Steve on The Daily Show, and when we when he got on the Office, I thought we've got a shot at this because I think he's great. Yeah, and did you you knew Angela before the show, right? I did. How did you know Angela? I believe from the Groundlings. Okay. And I didn't know she got the job. I showed up for work, and she was there in her accountant's office, and. That's like a, a, a actor's dream come true. I'm like, what are you doing here? She's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh my god, Angela, we're on this show, we're on this bloody show. And what did you think of me? Because then it was just you and Angela, and then I was like the new guy. weren't you there already? weren't you there for the pilot? Yeah, it was. It was so clearly you don't have any no, recollection no, no. about meeting me. It was Kate Flannery who wasn't there. Yeah, that's true. No, I knew you were funny from the commercials. I knew who you were. You had that uh, that deli commercial out. Yeah, which was brilliant. Thank you. And I'm like, that's I, the nicest thing you've ever said about me. Well, look, I knew you were. I'm like, this guy's funny and talented, but I know how funny Angela is, and I'm like, oh, they don't know how funny. They're gonna find out. They must have known from the audition, but her character doesn't let her be. Your character lets you be funny right out of the gate, and Angela and I had to hold back until the show got up and and then okay, let's let them be a little crazy now. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Um, nope. Clearly not. Really. But shooting the pilot, do you remember us coming in every day on the pilot and doing 30 minutes of busy work? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. 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 First of all, just to go back a little bit, Ben and Greg were very protective of the original show, and that was really cool. I remember him talking about, oh, no, we're going to have those. There's not going to be a laugh track, and there's going to be long. And I was like, woohoo! That plus Steve, I'm like, okay, here we go. And I remember people... People are like, they're such good actors. And I'm like, well, you're playing like you're in the office. You're on your computer. You're you're doing something on the computer, and you don't want to be bothered by a camera. That's pretty easy to do. Right. See, that's the thing. People are like, where does the thing take place? It takes place on a satellite, or it's a station on a satellite, or it's underwater, and there's it's the future. It's like, no, it's just it's a garage taxi. It's a garage with people. That's it. Right. It's a bar. That's it. It's an office. What do you sell? It doesn't matter. It's paper. It could be anything. It's the characters. It's not where it is, a laboratory in space in the future. and It's just, it's character building. Yeah. Yeah. What did you used to do when we were supposed to be doing fake work? 
gosh, I don't know. I would doodle. Did I bring a book in? I pretended to work, and I, I don't know. It was We used to pass notes. We used to pass notes back to each other. Angela still has some doodles that I did back in the day. It was very exciting to be there. So everyone has to just kind of – is it? can you hear the card? Yeah. The, the microphone picks up everything, ladies and gentlemen. I was d- playing with a card, and Brian literally slapped it out of my hand uh, because, God forbid – I see, I go the other way. I wanted to he- – I want them to hear like – Clinking of glass, and it's real. We're real people. You're building your own soundscape. I'm real. Yes, I am. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it had to be a boring workplace. And as a matter of fact, like some things worked. And I remember like some like the B roll, the camera would scan, and some people knew they were being shot, and some people would just act normal, like nothing was happening, or they w- didn't want to be shot. And other people would try to do bits, right? And don't do the bit. Don't do the bit, right? Because right? it's it's still funny to see someone just looking over and like. Rolling their eyes like, what What do you want from me? Right. I'm trying to do some work. <laughs> we were boring before the cameras showed up. It wasn't a pilot for us. We're office workers. It's a documentary. <laughs> right. It's the best. Right. It's ridiculous. Did you bring anything? You know, like they asked us to bring in like personal items and stuff. Did you bring anything in? Like like John yeah. had the picture of he and his best friend. And- they didn't pay me enough for that. I was just a, 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 a extra when I first got there bringing something from my own life. Get, make me a regular. Then we'll talk. They're lucky I was there. What am I going to bring in? You, you know what I brought, I, I brought in seriously? A picture of me and my dog yes. on a boat. And I had it on the thing. It was there the whole time, right? It was there the whole time. So I did have my dog. She passed away recently. Minister Schnauzer, the best. Um, Lila was her name. She's a little black mini schnauzer, and she was there in one of my pictures on the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I bought in. Um, the second episode we shot was Diversity Day. Yes, it was. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Not good. Excellent script. Yeah. From a young 17-year-old who used to show up on his skateboard, BJ Novak. How much did I hurt, uh, hate him and still do? He was 17 at the time? No, but he was young. I'm, I'm saying that for comedic effect. He's so talented is my point. He's so talented. That was a really good script. It was a very good script. So good. It has in it, for me, one of my favorite jokes in the entire show. What was it? Michael asking you what he could call you that was less offensive than Mexican. Was that that episode? Yeah. Something oh, Something less offensive. God. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's like Oscar, and he was so serious about it. He's like Oscar, and trying to be gentle. Is there something less offensive that I can call you? you? Oh man! And he would flip the chair around when he turned the chair around. That you knew, and everyone just had to hold, bite their tongues so they wouldn't laugh. Yeah, because he would, that would make him extra serious. So was it offensive for you as a Cuban to have to play a Mexican? What kind of question is that? He's giggling, everyone. Oh, look at me with the funny questions. No. Look at me. Let me try to trip him up. What if I said yes? What if I'm like, well, it's deeply offensive? <laughs> no. I mean, like, why? Yo, what's wrong with being Cuban? That's my question. I don't know. I think. I think. Why Why was Oscar Martinez Mexican? I don't know why they made him Mexican. I would have been fine if they would have made him Cuban. Here's the thing. I think it was because of that joke. Oh, right. <laughs> I guess. He could have said Cuban. I think he would have been Cuban because we're in Pennsylvania. If the if the show shot in L.A., there's more Mexicans out here. But on the East Coast, that's where all the Cubans were. But either way, the joke is funny. It's it's ridiculous. Because Michael Scott got away with so much stuff because he genuinely was coming from a place of innocence. 
That's how uh, uh, vapid he, he's like, Oscar, is there anything less offensive? And he's like, no, it's not offensive. And he's like, well, he's still not convinced. Mm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm Mexican. I'm telling you, well, okay, if you say so, <laughs> you know, F you. And then, and then you would hate him, hate him, hate him. And then something horrible would happen to him. And then you'd feel sorry for him. And then he'd reel you in and you're like, oh, he's not such a bad guy. And then he does it again. <laughs> and again, that was the circle of the show. That was the circle of the show. It's a wonderful formula. Yeah. Were were you at the time aware? Wait, I'm pouring. Uh, people? Now everyone's just going to have to go to the bathroom. Well, if they have to go, they have to go. We'll still be here. Put Hit your pause button. Can they pause a podcast? You don't know if you can pause a podcast? Yeah, you can, right? On your phone. People are listening to this driving around in their cars, whatever. Right? Please, somebody make a note to not ever, ever use that. Um, were you aware though at that time, like, did it feel taboo what we were doing? Did it feel like we were doing something different talking about race in that way? I love edgy stuff. I love not being condescending to the audience. I like being an intelligent show. It's like we didn't, we didn't have to explain ourselves to the audience. And I think. I think if it's genuinely funny, you could pretty much make a joke about anything, but it's got to be funny. If it's not funny, I mean, they'll let, they'll let you know. The show was intelligent. The show was very funny. It came from the right place. His, his character wasn't, he wasn't mean. He wasn't a bully. Everything was organic. He, there was a reason. If he was upset, there was a, re, a genuine reason why he was upset. He wasn't picking on you because he's a, a terrible person. Something happened and he's like, I'm upset and this is how I'm going to act out. But there's a reason why he's doing Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. 
Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Right. Have Have you watched Diversity Day recently? I oh maybe I shouldn't say I've never actually watched the show per se, but I shot it. We you were there. We shot the show. Everyone went home, and people came back and talked about it. And that's how I got my information about the show. Don't like to see myself perform. I'm kidding. I I watched the show. There's actors who don't like to see themselves perform. I don't watch a lot. Do you watch everything you do? No, I do. You're self indulgent. What? No, no, I don't. I don't. No, be serious now. I don't. I don't watch everything I do. I don't. I, don't I watch do, I don't. very little. Brian, I watched this every Thursday while we were shooting, and then one time I went back and binge-watched the whole thing. One time. Me too. And maybe there were two okay episodes. There was, the, the rest were good or really good. I yeah. was so impressed. See, I still feel like Diversity Day holds up. Like it, it holds up. Oh, that one, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But they all kind of do a lot of, like yeah. I said, I think there were two that I'm like, oh, what happened there? But just like one or two out of nine seasons. Right. That's very good. It's a hard time for hiring. So you need a hiring partner built for hard times. That's Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the creator of The Bright Sessions comes a new fiction podcast for all ages. Jump back to 1997 and follow Maxine Miles as she starts high school in the picturesque town of Hastings, New Hampshire. Fall is the season in which this small town shines. Apple cider, pumpkin patches, farmer's markets. It's idyllic for adults and boring for Max. But suddenly, Max's school year starts to look a bit more interesting when a fellow student vanishes. With the help of her misanthropic classmate, Ross, Max starts to look into the disappearance. Her investigation draws her deep into the dark woods around Hastings and even deeper into the secrets and lies that course through the veins of this sleepy town. This new YA mystery from writer-director Lauren Shippen is an audio drama with heart and wit that involves the audience in a way no fiction podcast ever has. Listen to Maxine Miles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, one of the signature episodes of the show, and certainly for you, was Gay Witch Hunt. How and when did you find out that Oscar... Martinez was actually gay. Okay, I, I will ask that. But before I ask, ask, answer that question, I want to talk about the people on the show as people, not our, not our actors or whatever. Greg Daniels is such a cool guy that I needed a way out of the show so I can go shoot Halfway Home on Comedy Central because when it rains, it pours, ladies and gentlemen. And I was like in a dilemma, and I remember asking Steve Carell. He was walking across the parking lot, and I, I ran up to him like, Steve – I love this show. I love being on it, meaning The Office. But I have a meeting with – not a meeting. They wanted to do a show with Comedy Central. We're past the meeting part. Comedy Central wanted to do a show. What What do I do? What can I – and he said, Oscar, do everything. Don't say no to any work. Do everything. Figuring it out is not your problem. That's up to your managers and agents. Say yes to everything. They'll figure it out. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. And Greg Daniels figured it out. What a lovely man. What What a lovely human being. Oscar, you get to – we'll figure a, w- a way to get you out of the show. Go do your 10 shows or whatever and then come back and we'll f- fold you back in. So Greg let you leave for how many episodes? I think a season. It wasn't a full season. It, it feels like it. There's a season where, where I'm not there. Yeah, you you were gone for a, a long period of yeah. time when you were shooting Halfway House yeah. and he let you go. I had to do 10 episodes, yeah. Yeah. So w- was this was his device yes. for allowing you to leave. And, and it was fantastic. Yeah. I don't know which came first. I think 
I think they were going to make me gay anyway. I, does that make sense? Yes. I think so. And then they're like, oh, let's make him gay and get him out this way, which is a great way to get him out. How crazy that he's like, I can't work in this hostile environment because this. But meanwhile, he's like, I'm just play acting. I'm going to go with my boyfriend and I'll be back, you know? Right. It's because people do that. Right. To get out of work or yeah. to get Oscar a really bonus. wasn't. He wasn't. He, he's smart. Right. Uh, here's a fun fact. Is it is it going to be fun? I don't know. At the time that you were outed on Gay Witch Hunt, yeah, your character Oscar Martinez was the only LGBT person of color to be a regular on any sitcom at that time. Were you aware of that? I and why didn't they have a thing for me like a a parade or an honorary something? I wasn't told or given anything. You were given nothing. No, that's a big deal. That it, That's it, a big deal. Is it? Yeah. Why? Because it's the first one. I'm like uh, like Barack Obama. Not to say... You're like Barack Obama. I'm not saying... Your words, not mine. I was the first LGBT guy to be out, to be in a series. Person of color. Yeah. That was both, not just one. But I'm how like, do you feel I'm, about the fact that you weren't... That you're not really gay or a person of color? I'm a person of color. I'm a Latino. I'm you gay. are? I don't see colors. I'm, oh, brother. I, <laughs> I, think, I think it was great, and whatever helps the cause is, is fine by me. I think it's great. Yeah. Well, you won awards, right? Just how I planted. No, no, I, I don't think I. Oh, I was uh, uh, nominated for some gay award, and I took my two gay friends with me. Glad? Maybe, yes. And I went with my friends, Michael and Joel, who I've known forever, and they're gay, and they were rolling their eyes. They're like, you asshole, you're not even gay. And I'm like, look at me, I'm better than you guys. You guys, you got to get on board. And they're like, oh my God. Joel was in act up, like fighting the fight for real. And he's like, gee, good Lord, what is happening? I'm like, don't be jealous. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Did you feel a responsibility? To Did you feel a responsibility? Yeah. To the gay community? Yeah. Or the Latino community? They should be loved. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky to have me. The gay and Latino community. No, I know, but did you feel a... Count their lucky stars. Do you feel a responsibility? Do they feel a responsibility to me? Ask them. Turn the tables around. Well, they... No, probably not now. I didn't... You'd probably be shunned from the LGBT community. I I disagree. Really? No, I think I'd be raised up high. The kids would get it. They'd raise me up high. I'd be invited to YouTube videos. All, all sorts of shit would be happening. Here's the thing. You'd I, be invited to YouTube videos? Yes, yeah, the kids, that's what they're doing now, Brian. That's the best thing that uh, somebody could offer you is yeah, a YouTube video? that's what they're doing. Believe it or not, they get millions of hits. Now, listen. This is the deal. The I, didn't, I never thought, oh, like the pressure of responsibility because I knew – that the show was golden, that we were a responsible show to begin with. Yes. So it's lovingly taken care of all, everything I, he, he, he came from a place of, he's compassionate, but he's a bit of an asshole too, because he's a little bit of a snob, just like me. That's where they got it from. You know, for all, for the show being, people are like, Michael Somi, it's a very gentle, compassionate show. Yes. It really is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Did finding out that you were gay change your character? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. It couldn't change my character because I was already gay. Right. Yeah. But I think that's interesting that you realized, like, no, I'm just a guy. That's right. Who works in an office. That's right. And the fact that I'm Latino or the fact that I'm homosexual that's or right. like those, those things don't define who I am. That's right. But, but this, this is happening now. It, it wasn't happening 
while we were shooting, but now because of Netflix, we're getting I'm getting a lot of people coming up to me and going, I came out because of you. I'm and then you know, this just specifically like this where some Comic Con and this beautiful a young lady in a in a elfin outfit with blonde hair just striking and she comes up and she's like I I came out because of you and my girlfriend doesn't watch the show, but I'm gonna bring her back tomorrow to meet you. And she did. She came back with her just as beautiful girlfriend. So those things are cool. And yeah, and that's because of the show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's trippy. They're like, because of your show, I came out and you helped me so much, et cetera, et cetera. Some of them are happy, some of them are crying. It's a it's a crazy thing. Really? Yeah. The show means so much to so many people. You know that. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. You think you're just doing a show? I didn't think. I'm just, I'm not even like a, like a, like a, my character isn't particularly noble. He's just a regular guy and they see so much noble. They're just, just seeing you makes it so cool. I'm like, all right, cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You mentioned before that you're just like Obama. When Obama. Or better? Can I say that? Is that, do you know what I'm saying? What? Do you remember, uh, when Obama was elected. Yes. Do you feel like there was any discussion on set or did anything happen around set when Obama was elected? It was very traumatic because it was the first time in my life where the president and first lady were younger than I am. And it's going to happen. That has it happened to you. No, it's shocking. It is awful. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love them. So, and they're so young. Uh!" Right. But, um, do you know the two letters we have at, at at the office? Remember, you know what they are, right? The two letters that came in? No. There was one letter, a fan letter, one by catering somewhere be- backstage. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Okay. And then Steve Carell came in with a letter sent to his house. And he's like, you guys, I want to read you this letter. And it's like, oh, dear Steve, I just want you to know that at the White House, the office, Thursday is family night. And uh, Michelle and I and the girls get together. And it was a letter that the president sent Steve Carell because the Obamas are a fan of the show. And he said he showed it to his children and they were little and they're like, can we touch? And he's like, nope, just look, just look. (laughs) That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah. On the latest season of the Next Question with Katie Couric podcast, Katie dives into, well, Katie. Hear exclusive podcast-only conversations between Katie and the people who made her memoir, Going There, possible. We spent a lot of time together uh, around a dining room table here and in the city, and, you know, it it was a very intense experience. All episodes of Next Question with Katie Couric are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
Give us your attention, we need everything you got fast Waiting on reparations, we be the illest podcast Tune in every Thursday, politics and wordplay We fight for the people cause they got us in the worst way From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye From the left enclave to what the neocons say Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation And break us off with some bread cause we waiting on reparations Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts You, and certainly over in accounting, you were really the straight man. Like, you had your idiosyncrasies. Yes, I think so. But in the office, you were you, you were the barometer of reason very often. Jim and myself. Yes. Yeah. Which is what they're talking about in the Coalition of Reason. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Are you, uh, you know, if you're if you're looking at sort of the history of comedy in a way how does what is oh come on you can do it brian i believe in you ask your question the archetype of the straight man sort of in the history of comedy can you talk about that a a little bit is that is that easier for you to do or is that harder oh they're both good it's apples and oranges it's lovely it was a lovely character because he's He's a straight man, but he still has a little bit delusions of grandeur, which you need because that you need that, right? Right? That um, well, nobody's perfect or nobody's, totally straight. No, no, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because Angela was a little off too. She was almost there, but then she was a little off. Everybody was a little off, right? Toby, every single, even Jim, he was too much of a prankster. He didn't take the job seriously. Right. He was a little too right, right. Uh, uh, juvenile. Right. But you. You know, I think so many of the scenes between you and Steve were so special. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. He oh, I had to be a was, straight man in those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just sit there and stare at him. Just stare at him. Well, and you would do that. Well, he said things, And yes. you would get the laughs. Yeah. Because you did that. Yeah, that's all you had to do, stare at him. And people at home would, would go, what is he thinking? He can't say anything. It's his job. He's being good. And now he's excusing himself. Thank you. And just get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he's like, Oscar. And it's the buildup, the fucking Corel buildup. Oscar, can I see you for a moment? Sit down. Um, ask you something. Um, I'm going to go in for a colonoscopy, and I was – what can I do to make it more comfortable for him or me? And he just trails it off and just leaves it. Like it's, like it's a, a solid, like a reasonable question to ask me. And I'm supposed. What am I supposed to tell him? I think. I think I just excused myself. I'm like, okay, Michael. I just got up and left. Um, you found out that Steve was leaving. How How did you feel about that? When on the show? Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, for real. It was very sad. It was very sad. Oh yeah, it was very sad, and I try not. I didn't want to cry because I'm Cuban, and I was. Uh, you can't. I just. We don't. So everybody was crying very freely, and I did cry when we were in the warehouse, and we gave him a stupid hockey shirt or something. Then yeah. I did had to excuse myself and went back behind the boxes and cried, and because freaking Paul Lieberstein started crying, and then I'm like, oh man, this is just crazy. Right. What did you think at the time or now? The greater loss to the show, losing Steve or Michael? What do you mean, Michael Scott? The 
The character? Yeah, like like Steve was a great guy himself and was like our leader. Steve Carell. Yeah. Yes, okay. Steve Carell. What what was the greater loss to the show, losing Steve Carell or losing Michael Scott? Are you asking this question of everyone? I've asked it a couple times. That's a tricky question. Yeah. (sighs) Most of them have said that. I don't don't think I had anyone else not understand the question, but... They're both... Well, it's a no-win situation. The question is a no... I I can't be... I always want to be a hero at the end of the question. I always want people to say... Look at that kid. Look at that Oscar Nunez. Let him continue doing what he's doing. He's wonderful. And now some people are going to say, well, you picked the wrong one. All right. Here's the deal. Let's see. Losing Steve was difficult. Yeah, but that character, man, that's the whole show, man. That's the whole show. There's no show without Michael Scott, without that boss. But then there was. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. That character is just so – and it's it's, it's a perfect character. You know, Enrique Gervais did it, and then there's just that smug. He thinks he's better and smarter and everything. Uh, non-apologetic. Yeah. Just crazy. Um, after nine years, were you happy with the resolution of Oscar running for state senator? Yeah, I was fine. I think they yeah. put a lot of thought into it. They asked us for ideas all the time, and I'm like, you guys are fine. I don't – I have some ideas, but they're not great. You guys are fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I thought the show ended well. Did you feel like when the show wrapped up, were you, did you feel like it was time? Were you happy with how it wrapped up? The- I, I am. I could not ask for more from Greg Daniels. And especially, he's such a gentleman. He checked in with us. He doesn't have to do that. He's like, what do you guys think? I'm kind of done. And we're like, yeah, whatever you want. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Well, it enabled us to tell the full story, too. Yeah. And the, the documentary being seen by the characters. No one, no, nothing else to do. I get a big kick. I know people want it back and they keep asking us. And I'm like, guys, what? And if we go back, we might ruin it. What are we going to, right? What is there left to do? Yeah. They love the characters. I get it. I get it. They love the characters. Well, we've talked about this a lot, that the show, it was the number one scripted show on NBC. Yet the show now is more popular than it ever was. Why do you think that is? I don't know. The kids love it. Yeah. Before, when we started doing these conferences that we started doing this year, yeah. and people were coming in with 11-year-olds, and they're like, look, my kid watches the show. And I'm like, okay, and now it's eight. People are like, this eight-year-old is a fan of the show. I'm like, is that good? And they're like, yeah, they love it. It's fine. Kids love it. High school kids love it. College kids love it. You know, I get it. When I was When I was growing up, for me, it was, believe it or not, The Odd Couple. I thought The Odd Couple was like so funny. Right. Even, even before – you know, taxi or cheers. I would have, my head would have exploded if I would have ran into Tony Randall walking around, you know, the streets of New York City. Is that where you learned to speak English? The odd couple? Um, No, I think it was the flying nun. Actually, I did learn English from TV. Did you? Yeah. But, but. What it, show did, did you, the flying nun taught you English? No. My first memories of TV are a, a black and white TV show called Sing Along with Mitch. This is Memories of Massachusetts and the Carol Burnett Show. Right. And I thought Harvey Corman was the funniest thing in the world. I'm like, I want to do what that guy does. I don't know what it is he's doing, but I want to do that. Yeah. Harvey Corman and then Tony Randall was the other influence. You are a lot like Harvey Corman. He's the best. He's I'm not so playing funny. a bit. He's so funny. He would come out and I loved, like he would come, and I was little, and he would come out and do this bit where, 
they were already on stage, like doing a Civil War, whatever they were doing, Ken Berry and Carol Burnett in costume. And then he would make an entrance. Harvey Corman would make an entrance and the audience would clap. And instead of going and joining them, he would pretend like he had no choice, like he would walk over and break the fourth wall and bow and like stay there two minutes. And Carol Burnett's on stage waiting. And my father would lose shit. And he's like, Oscar, he can't do that. They are waiting for him. But no, but he go and he bow. Come on, Saraman bitch. He can't do it. And I'm like, oh, he's not really mad at him. He gets it. He gets it that he's that he's breaking the fourth wall. And I'm like, oh, Harvey Carmen, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. My dad's not mad at him. I'm like, all this shit's happening. I'm like, this is fun. That's all going through your head. Yeah. Because that's I, one of your favorite bits now. Yeah. You've stolen it from Harvey Corman. I Corman. stole it from Harvey Corman. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. And, and you got a little impression on my dad. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that accent. Sure. Um, what are you most thankful for about the show? That we that Kevin Riley said, let's give these guys a shot. Because it changed our lives, you know? And that wouldn't have happened if we didn't get like two seasons, three seasons. A pilot doesn't do anything. You still got to keep your day job. One season, eh, but five seasons, six seasons, that makes your career. That makes your life, you know? So that's what I'm most thankful for. And people are like, oh, Ricky Gervais this, Ricky Gervais that. Well, thank you, Mr. Gervais, for your imagination, right? Him and Steve Merchant. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him most as the guy in the State Farm commercials, Oscar Nunez. Is there... An award for me or something here? Do you have something? No. Oh, man. I just wanted to make a State Farm joke. Okay. That was literally all it was. That was where my brain went. Some people only know me from the State Farm commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Truly. I, I, I think in the world, this is true now. I'm going to be nice for one second. Okay. In the world, no one makes me laugh as consistently and as often than you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah. And and knowing that, that I'm funnier. Um, well, there's the irony. <laughs> well, there you have it. Now you all know what the real Oscar is actually like. Or do you? Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed that. Thank you so much for for listening. And do I thank Oscar for joining me? It was an experience and one that I'll remember. Uh, We're going to be back next week with another episode, which, I mean, who knows where that's going to take us. Things are getting weird here on The Office Deep Dive. Until then, everybody, have a great week. The Office Deep Dive is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Lang Lee. Our senior producer is Tessa Kramer. Our producer is Adam Macias. Our associate producer is Emily Carr. And our assistant editor is Diego Tapia. My main man in the booth is Alec Moore. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Creed Bratton. And the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky.
This episode was brought to you in iHeart 3D Audio. To experience more podcasts like this, search for iHeart 3D Audio in the iHeart Radio app. I'm Sarah Wendell, and for close to 20 years, I've been a wildly recognized expert in the world of romance. And I'm Alicia Rye, best-selling author of over 20 romance novels. Introducing iHeart's new romance podcast, Love Struck Daily. Every day, we deliver a new love story straight to your headphones. Real-life love stories 100% guaranteed to bring all the feels. A little bit of sexy, a little bit of danger, and a lot of heart. Who doesn't need more love like this? Who wants to go on a first date with me on Instagram Live? Are you serious? Real-life fairy tale right there. Badass lady pirate. Mary takes her shirt off. Let me show you pirate style. And it just unbuttoned her shirt. <laughs> just ripped it, it off. <laughs> <laughs> and for goodness sakes. Just kiss already. Listen to Love Struck Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm in love with you. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Hey, Elizabeth, you're the co-host of that new podcast, Ridiculous Crime. Why, yes, I am. You know what's ridiculous? Yeah, carpeting in kitchens and bathrooms. Oh, wow, you are good. But you know what's also ridiculous? A 16-year-old who breaks into a car dealership and steals Guy Fieri's Lamborghini. What? Yes, to impress a girl. I'll tell you all about it on Ridiculous Crime, our podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heist and cons. It's always 99% murder-free. And 100% ridiculous. Listen to Ridiculous Crime on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.